Marilyn Monroe with a dash of Elizabeth Taylor as Evelyn and Debbie Reynolds as Celia. Uh, I was going to say Celia Roberts because of Julia Roberts because I also I thought saw, Julia Roberts too. I saw her on but, a list and I kind of saw it. <laughs> uh, Celia St. James. Anyway, they become BFFs and Celia fucking. I know that was such a sidebar. Uh, Celia fucking hates Don because he's an abuser and like any best friend, they would hate their friend's abuser. Um, and one day, I forget what happens, but like Celia is at Evelyn's house and her shirt gets dirty. So oh, Evelyn she spills wine on her. Yeah, and Evelyn brings her up to her room to um and to give her another shirt. And Celia takes off her blouse, and Evelyn has a little um, well, a little moment there, like questioning, yeah, sexuality moment of yeah. Um, and cute. I think that was like a wake up call a little bit for Evelyn, and um, even to the point where like I remember um. Oh, it was like a couple days later when they went to the Academy Awards or something for and Lil Woman was nominated and they were like all the actresses were nominated, I think. Um Oh no, it was the premiere. It was the premiere yeah. of Little Woman and Evelyn was going with Don and Celia was Ruby. going with some other Yeah. Wrong no, person. Celia was going with um some other guy and Celia didn't want to go with him, but like, oh, it had, was like, Don's she had best friend. Day. Yeah, it was He's Don's best friend, and bag. she some fucking hated bag. him. Yeah, I yeah. Him. And Evelyn like had like some jealousy moments because Celia was a great actress, so she was able to act like she was having fun with him, and like she even had that thought of like, yeah, well, at least he, he doesn't know what that little scar on her hip is that I do now, and I was like. Oh, my- Girl, you are oh. as transparent as fucking. <laughs> She's like in her head, oh, we're just BFFs, but also I saw her naked. Yeah. <laughs> I saw her semi-naked. <laughs> and so they watched the movie, and I love how, like, Evelyn was said within, like, five minutes she knew she would, like, it, it was Celia's movie. An award movie. for this. Yeah, yeah, it was Celia's movie. And after the movie, they go to the after party. Evelyn was trying to find Celia, but then Ruby finds her and brings her to, like, some, like, dark, like, some place. They went in the the closet. closet. It was a supply closet. And immediately was like, and was like, what are we going to do? Because that movie was all Celia, blah, blah, blah. And I loved how Evelyn... Even as cutthroat as Evelyn was, she was still so supportive of Celia. Like, from the beginning, she, like, well, not the, from the beginning, because they, she did try to get her kicked off the movie before yeah, they were friends. Yeah, she did. <laughs> but, I, I, I think after they even they were, told her, do you want us to kick her out? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. But even still, um, after they became friends, like, when Evelyn loved you, like, she loved you with her whole heart, which was another thing I loved about her. And she was nothing but supportive of Cecilia. And she was like, what can we do? Like, it's the movie's over. Like, there's nothing we can do. And Ruby got mad and basically and outed Celia to Evelyn. Basically, 
you know, people are talking because, you know, Celia's a lesbian. And yeah. that opened Celia's eye, that opened Evelyn's eyes and was like, oh, is she? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's right? exactly how I pictured it. And it's like, hmm. I love how Ruby was trying to hurt her, but had like the opposite effect. And um, and then she was like, and Dawn's getting a blowjob from this girl. And I learned this. From this bitch upstairs. And what does uh, Evelyn decide to do? Find Let's Celia. See. She did not go. She did not try to find Dawn. She tried to find Celia. And the when what she, and 80. I know. and But Celia is the one that finds her. She tries to get Celia. Like, she asked Celia if she is. Celia was doing the smart move and not admitting to anything because you don't do that in Hollywood, especially fucking then. And they kiss. And it was beautiful. I thought there was going to be a more dragged out um, I did moment. Too. But just, I, not even a dragged oh, out moment. I, I thought. Just, is she? Is she? Could she be? I thought more it was really going to be dragged out. I thought Evelyn was going to get what she tries to do to everyone else, which is drag the moment out that, um, so you're on the edge of your seat wanting more. Mm -hmm. I thought she was going to have to get, I thought she was going to have to feel that for Celia, but she gets Mm -hmm. instant, um, she gets an instant answer, essentially, by going to kiss Celia. She did not fucking think about it. I thought it was going to drag that out, too. Well, not even that. I thought we were going to get a dragged out of, um... Celia trying to, not Celia, Evelyn, Evelyn trying to figure out her feelings. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Es- like, Especially with how she said, um, even with the um, complexity of her love for Dawn, I thought there would be just a little bit more mm-hmm. of her thinking through her feelings and her thoughts. But it was just like, bam, switch. Yeah. But well, I, and I, maybe that back- also says a lot for how, how out of love she might have been at that point with Don, yeah. that even him cheating was just background noise. Well, I also feel like I feel like Evelyn always kind of knew herself. Evelyn was never one to overthink things. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> she, I, she always kind of knew herself and I think she's like, okay, I'm in love with her, you know? And I think she was just like, okay, well, that's that then. Like, she was, she didn't try to overthink, like, is this right? Is this wrong? Like, it was like, well, I'm in love with her, so that's just that. 100%. And the self-awareness from Evelyn was, was on point. Ama- I loved the entire book. Fucking loved Evelyn. Um, and so that begins the affair of Evelyn and Celia. Um, and it wasn't really an affair because it's not like she stayed with Dawn and had an affair with her. Like, she immediately wanted to leave Dawn, um, although Dawn ends up leaving her, which is a shit move. But, um, so Dawn asks for a divorce, and on top of asking for a divorce, he is blacklisting her from Hollywood. Fucking dick. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, this is the part where it got a little great for me, but that's true, that's yeah. true. That's where her career that was going hella up immediately mm-hmm. just fucking tanks because of yeah, dawn where well, they don't want to give her a movie at sunset the production company that she had a contract with mm-hmm. and all because he 
through a little bitch fit. Yeah. Sunset wasn't going to put her in movies. They were going to loan her out. And it's not like they were going to loan her out to good movies. Um, so she and Celia are together. They're in love. They're living together. Celia is, her career is still going up at this point. Um, Evelyn's is stalled. And she sees, like, some French movie, I forget where, but it was enough that she went, she saw it, and she um, went to Harry and was like, I'm going to France. And she went to France, and she met Max Gerard, um, a French um, director, director who was making this part, and he becomes so enthralled by Evelyn, and they make... um, Oh, God, what was the name of the movie? I do not. There was so Bond, many movie titles. There was so many movies. Bond something. Um, that had to do with a train. <laughs> <laughs> they do this scene where she's coming out of the water naked. And oh, Evelyn is... Yeah. And Evelyn's so aware of, like, the tease. She convinces Mac that Max that the best thing to do would be... As she's coming out of the water and you're spanning down, the like, the second it gets to her nipples to go to black. Yeah. And the movie was in sensation. It made her a sex symbol. Don couldn't touch her anymore, which I loved. Like, like he couldn't touch her career anymore at that point. Like, he couldn't try to stop it. She and Celia are still together. And then rumors are starting to go out. And to, uh... So she becomes a sex symbol, and they're at some concert of this guy, uh, Mick Riva, right? Or Riva? I am, I, I am made up. Okay, we'll say Mick Riva. And he, he was like the Elvis of his time. Let's say Elvis. Like, let's compare him <laughs> to Elvis. He's the Elvis, and they're at his concert, and Evelyn makes the mistake of reaching over and holding Celia's hands, because it's her, Celia, and Harry there. And she gets caught by this couple who, like, look in disgust. Like, they obviously know they had caught something. And Evelyn's like, fuck. And she, Evelyn wants to protect her career. She wants to protect Celia's career. So she convinces Celia that the way to convince people that they are not lesbians. uh, Because some, like, tabloid article came out after that. And it talked about how Celia's car is always at Evelyn's and what's going on there. Are they really just friends? And why are they having all these sleepovers, you know? And and the move with Mick is one of several instances where Evelyn decides to take the narrative into her own hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the first time she does it, obviously, thinking mm-hmm. of all the other moments before this. But mm-hmm. it's one where... Getting married, and just in general, it's just a career move. Which, yeah. I mean, I guess it, you can argue in she some does sense. Not, she does not view All the marriage other as too. some... <laughs> she does, yeah, she does not view marriage as some, like, social... I mean, um, some um, sacred entity that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she knew she had to do something, and for her, that meant she needed it to have a quick elopement that would then get annulled. And I fucking love how smart Evelyn is. Like, she knew immediately how to play this man. Like, yeah. she even explains, I think she says it as, does she use a second person? I can't remember, but part? she uses him, so she gets him drunk, 
Like, she had the plan all, like, she had it planned ahead of time. Get him to Vegas, get him drunk, have an elopement, have it annulled. And she knew how to do that. She got him to Vegas. She got him super drunk. She got him to believe that he wanted to marry her that night. And they did. And she's like, okay, the annulment has to be him. Like, it has to be his choice for this to work. Yeah. And so she straight up said, I cannot be good in bed. Like, she's like, I have to be such a disappointment that the next morning he does not want to say. And she does. And she goes full starfish. On that Vegas bed, <laughs> and it's just like it is the best thing, and I love, love, love the, the next morning, just as she predicted. It's not you, it's me. I <laughs> yeah, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. So they get an annulment, and everything seems like it's going to be peachy keen, and then Evelyn's pregnant. So Evelyn's pregnant. What did you think about Celia's reaction? Because she didn't, I guess she didn't didn't realize what it meant that she, what Evelyn was going to do with me. 100%, I am on Celia's side. I, I love, I, are you talking about the scene specifically how she throws the glass, isn't it, into the pool and then just storms inside or something? Yeah. Like, what did you think about her reaction to like basically all of it? Like. I think it was 100% valid, and Mm -hmm. I think, I feel like I would have done the same. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to go that far, I think it was one thing for Evelyn to say, oh, this is what I'm going to do to get the heat off our backs. It's another to at least explain what you might have to do or what you're planning to do, because it Mm -hmm. seemed that Evelyn 100% knew what she had to do. Mm -hmm. Why didn't she just say, hey, just so we both understand. Yeah, I think both she, on the same page. She made this the assumption is what I'm going to do. She made the assumption that Celia knew. And yeah. I think that's because oh god, there was this great quote in the book that talked about Evelyn's view on sex is so different from Celia's. And yes. Evelyn does not view sex as intimacy. Evelyn views sex like it is a tool to be used. Yes. She does not view it as a, like, sacred, intimate thing. For her, it is, you know, it can't, like, you can use it with the things you, people you love, but it's also just a tool. So here it is. People think that intimacy is about sex, but intimacy is about truth. When you realize you can tell someone your truth, when you sh- can show yourself to them, when you stand in front of them bare and their response is, you're safe with me. That's intimacy. And that's what she felt with Celia. And that's what she considered the important thing. She didn't view sex as the, like, this all-important encompassing. Yeah. And, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't think she thought, it, I think she thought that Celia would have seen she needed to use her, her tool, which is sex, to get what they, to protect them. Yeah. But Celia doesn't think that way. Celia doesn't use sex as a tool. And I think I think there I was think, that miscommunication miscommunication there, misunderstanding there, because of how different they were. And about, you know what I mean? Yeah, and maybe I'm wrong in saying this, and I should probably think about it, but I think it's also because of that 
different perspective in how they saw sex. Mm-hmm. It and also because Celia was lesbian and Evelyn was bisexual, I think that was also part of um the biphobic comments from her and how mm-hmm. she um how Celia would see Evelyn and what she did um with men mm-hmm. and the way that she would make comments about it. I um Okay, I I have to bring this up. I fucking love that they included that. Um, it wasn't just Monique. Monique had called Evelyn gay, and Evelyn like went off on her. She was fucking like, "Don't valid. call me." She's like, "I'm not gay," and it wasn't because she's like, "Oh, I'm not gay." Like, uh, she was like, "I loved Dawn. I enjoyed sex with men." Oh, it, Monique had called her a le- lesbian or something like that. For Celia, it was the same thing. Like Celia was a lesbian. And she could not grasp that Evelyn had had enjoyable, loving sex with men. Yeah. There was this one quote. I I can't find it. When Evelyn loved me, I was a lesbian. When she was mad at me, I was a straight woman. And it was so true. And it's something that, like, us bisexuals have to deal with on a daily basis. Even my own mother. Like, my mother cannot grasp how bisexuality works she cannot like if i'm with a girl i'm a lesbian if i'm with a boy then i'm straight like she it's like a flip-flop like you know what i mean i 100 percent understand as someone who's pansexual and married to a man so i'm in a hetero Mm -hmm. relationship even the self-denial of do i do i really like women should i just say i'm straight because i'm married to a man but then Mm -hmm. you know the self erasure the Mm -hmm. self denial just because you're in a relationship with one person does not mean that defines your entire sexuality mm-hmm. and how I, I do like that they included that too especially since Evelyn was bi and just the erasure mm-hmm. that comes the biphobia yeah. I can't imagine especially at that time oh my god mm-hmm. oh yeah it's and still so, it's still so, it's still so bad <laughs> I still just there my media is like I'm I always just say I'm gay because I never say I'm bisexual, or I'll just say I'm queer, and I just say queer encompasses everything. Yeah, but I still say I'm gay, and it doesn't. And, and exactly, <laughs> and it's because there is that bi erasure. Like even in the LGBT community, LGBTQ plus community, we bisexuals are so like we are just if you're a bi man treated. and you're with a woman, just say you're straight. Is essentially what I it's, see a lot of. Yeah, and um. Oh gosh, I forgot what I was gonna say. It it's just so hard, like because, and I, it doesn't. I feel like people don't immediately start thinking about sex, whereas if you say bisexual, they immediately start thinking like, ooh, sex, you're like, a swinger or something. Yeah, exactly. Does that make sense? Like, it's, yeah. Oh yeah, they think you're sexually like, um, yeah. Like it immediately becomes a sexual thing. And maybe it's because sexual is in the name, but so is homosexual, but no one calls themselves homosexuals. Um, I think it's also the representation, uh, a lot of the popular representation for bisexuals in the movies mm -hmm. has been more of a sexual thing, more of a, oh, you're, um, like, I can't think of a specific example, but I know I've seen it before where it's just someone saying they're bisexual and really they're just, um... You, you get what I mean. You get what I mean. Yeah, so I loved how that was included in the book. Um, I loved how that was still a difficulty for Celia, especially so early in their relationship, 
because to me that made way more sense um especially since bisexuality I don't think got really talked about in almost any sense back when they first got together yeah it's two boxes and one Mm -hmm. we don't talk about and the other one is heterosexuality Mm -hmm. exactly and nothing else existed Mm -hmm. there was no in between there was no other box it was gay straight and that was it um so when celia is upset she leaves evelyn evelyn gets an abortion and i do love how in the book like evelyn makes a point to say i never regretted that abortion like that needed to happen yeah she and god how long was it like five years like she and celia didn't see each other for five years and they would go years without seeing each other yeah and celia did become celia got married and we find out from harry that she is married to a gay man so they're essentially each other's cover and harry is in a relationship with her husband And that's when Celia and Evelyn reunite. That's when Evelyn and Harry got married. And they basically became, they all moved to New York. They got places close to each other. And they basically, Harry and the boyfriend lived at Celia's husband's place. And then Evelyn and Celia stayed at Evelyn's place. And they had, like, this cute, adorable family. Like, they this spent... This is my favorite part of the book. I Especially know. when they have their daughter. I thought it well, was that, okay. so beautiful. So, um, they have this beautiful family. And then Harry talks to Evelyn. And they have talked about this before, about how Harry did want a family. And Evelyn was ready to have a family, too. Like, her career was going great. She could finally do it, and they, so she talks to Celia about it, and Celia does agree. Um, What did you think about them deciding on sleeping with each other to have a biological child instead of adopting? Um, I didn't see it as a big deal. Mm-hmm. It seemed that they had that conversation with each other before, even before the marriage. They had mm-hmm. that understanding, and when that time came, they had the conversation with each other of what it would look like it it seemed that they made the process kind of um business impersonal yeah all business mm-hmm. and just going to tell their respective partners about it too i didn't think it was um like a big deal mm-hmm. uh, i wonder it made me think too i wonder how many people in um similar relationships to them had to do the same thing um mm-hmm. Especially since they had that platonic love too. Just this Mm -hmm. thing of, you know, we want a baby and just without having to go through that complex process, you know, we just have sex and that's it. I think the Um, fact that they were soulmates really made that process easy too, though. Like, I really think... Yeah. I think if they... I think if, like, Celia and her husband... Like, I don't think that it could have happened. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. But... Harry and Evelyn were soulmates, and I think, like Harry Especially- and Se- Harry even said, like you were, you'd be the one woman I'd want to sleep with, like, <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, deep, deep down, there is a part of me that wants to sleep with you, and she's yeah. like, she, you're lying to me. He's like, no, deep down, there is, <laughs> there yeah, is, but- like, so I, I loved that. Um, I mean, even so they thinking have their- of them as parents, 
you know, mm-hmm. having that connection of seeing how they have open communication with each other, being able to talk things through, their self-awareness mm-hmm. and their place in society. It seemed that they had a lot, they both had very good heads on their shoulders and mm-hmm. I could see them as very good parents together and just mm-hmm. in general. And I think that's also why it would have been different if Celia with her husband had done it or... um I don't know, yeah. hypothetically, any of the other characters is because these two had such an understanding of each other and it was mm-hmm. a a very mature relationship. Yeah. And I think that's why it worked very well for them. It, yes. To the point that Celia was threatened by their relationship. Yes. Celia was so threatened by their relationship, which I which I think was very valid. When I remember like when Celia was off filming and Harry was, she had just had the baby, and so Harry was actually, like, legitimately, like, living with Evelyn at that point, and, like, they Mm -hmm. had, like, this whole system, and they had this whole life of getting up early, making breakfast for Evelyn and the baby, like, you know, doing what an actual husband and wife would do to... When Celia finally came back, she, like, nipped that in the butt so fast, which I think was valid. I think that was so valid, too, though, because I think, I I honestly think that Evelyn and Harry probably could have had a successful marriage, like, up until, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they would have. Uh, honestly celia and evelyn mm-hmm. because it seemed that evelyn no evelyn had and to... harry i think they would have had a successful oh okay okay marriage okay i thought you said yeah. evelyn and celia and i was like ah. no i, I think evelyn don't think i, I think, think evelyn and harry would have had a very i think they would have had a successful yes. marriage i think evelyn had such an emotional maturity when it came to harry mm-hmm. um i don't think the same could be said for her relationship with celia mm-hmm I think I think that's one of the reasons that the relationship that once the baby came in, why it was such an issue is because um, I think that especially thinking of the scene where Evelyn brings up to Celia about how they're wanting to have a baby mm-hmm. and she Celia asked her, what would that mean for me? How would I uh, how, how would I be included in this role? What would I do? what would I be to the baby mm-hmm. what would I do mm-hmm. and Evelyn's like I don't know but we'll figure it out mm-hmm. and it just I feel like communication especially would have helped there to mm-hmm. kind of delineate the roles for each of them mm-hmm. because it seems that you know it is it's not a very typical relationship here where Harry and Evelyn are platonically together and have a baby together but also Evelyn's in love with Celia which is at the forefront even though Mm -hmm. Harry's also in love with whoever (laughs) I don't remember his name whoever Celia's husband is I know (laughs) it's a strange dynamic there and you really have to if you want to be in that role in those roles you have to delineate those roles beforehand and communicate and have open communication throughout that process instead of just secret side-eyeing of that's oh oh that that was an issue you know just silent communication that's that shouldn't be a thing when you're doing something like this Mm -hmm. and I can 100% understand why Celia ended up even resenting that and I think she mentions and mentions it later that 
what her having a baby, Evelyn having a baby with Harry was just another one of those um, interactions where she learned she had to learn to go along with it, even though she mm-hmm. didn't like it internally. Mm-hmm. And I think that was because yeah. of that communication that just wasn't there. Well, also, Evelyn and Celia wanted different things. Celia said, I don't want children. Like, that wasn't yeah. something Celia wanted. Whereas Evelyn mm-hmm. did, and so did Harry. I'm not sure about John. John's the husband of Celia, by the way. Ah, John. I want to write that down. I'm not sure about John, um, but I think that was a thing, too. Like, And I don't know if it's because, like, with Celia... As a lesbian, she had just gotten used to the idea, like, children weren't in the cards for her, you know? Or if she just is like you and me, where, like, children, like, is just not something she wants. Um, So I feel like that, and even now, I think we can agree that if you and your significant other have different views on children, it's not going to work. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think it definitely made sense that if they had been married, it would have become an issue later or something. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. Because I also feel like, I also feel like Evan wasn't, Evelyn wasn't also like, like, oh, I want a child. I wasn't, I want a child. Harry was the one who brought it up and she liked the idea. Like, she was okay with it. Like, I think she's always been okay with the idea of children. It just mm-hmm. depended on when she wanted them, like, but yeah, it, it, it always would have, I feel like it life. always, yeah, I always feel like it, it took someone putting the idea in her head for her to think, start thinking about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I think that, especially knowing that if you and your partner disagree on whether or not you should have children, I think that Evelyn and them had a very good setup for that. It just, they needed communication. They needed more than just, um, you know, setting Celia up as the aunt. If if that was the extent of what she wanted to do with the kid, that's great. But you got to mm-hmm. talk about it. You yeah. got to talk about that beforehand. You got to po- talk about that during. What are you comfortable with? What am I comfortable with? You don't just let the crumbs fall where they may when it comes to such a huge decision like that. Yeah. And I think that no matter what, there was always going to be some sort of resentment from one of mm-hmm. them because of that. So Evelyn has the baby. Um, Celia stakes her claim on Evelyn again. Um, and they get like this foursome little family that was really cute to read about. Um, and then it's time for Evelyn to... I want fan art of that scene now. Now, um, and then it's time for Evelyn to get back to work. And she talks to the man who saved her career, like, who brought back her career the last time, Max Gerard. And Also, we completely skipped Rex North, by the way. Oh, fuck! We did! <laughs> but I don't think there was much to be said that was super important for him, right? No, Rex North was the husband between the um the yeah, it, between Don. It was after Celia Celia left. Um, he and Evelyn agreed to a fake marriage. They never had sex. Um, God, they were together a while though. Like it was in that five yeah. years that she and Celia didn't talk. And Maybe a year and a half relationship or something. I don't yeah, remember. and um. 
they, they probably would have continued it for even longer, uh, but Rex got but... Joy Nathan pregnant, and he was in love with her, and he did want to marry her. Um, yeah. So, oh, and that's why she got married to Harry, because then Man. they, it was like, okay, because she and Rex so were that, that power. That way they won't hate you. Yeah. We'll both be having an affair. You yeah. with Joy, and she's pregnant, but mm-hmm. me with Harry. And since he's been a longtime friend of mine. And yeah. Well, and they movies, also. It's super believable. Well, and also Rex and Evelyn were in this big um, movie. movie. And they didn't want that to flop because of it. Like, they did what they had to to make it work, and it worked, and that's how she and and Harry got married. Evelyn Nature, it just, it clicked, it worked. Exactly, it worked. She became, um, they became, it was a big hit. Um, anyway, she, so now she is trying to come back from her pregnancy, and and she... Finds herself being pigeonholed where she, I think, I don't know if she said that she's been offered roles as mother, as a mother role, or if she just didn't, what was it? I think that's what she expected. And I think it was, I think it was Celia, you know, that told her you should push the envelope and not just oh, accept yes, what Celia, you think yes. what, the, Celia what you was think starting, they'll give you. Celia, yes, yeah, Celia was not liking, um how comfortable um how comfortable Evelyn was becoming like being the mother role she wanted the sexy bombshell she fell in love with back and so she actually like pushed the um she actually like pushed Evelyn oh pushed to, a specific movie yeah, ever she pushed her to That's talk true. to Max Gerard and where was it all in us so it all? says it's always been fast in me she wanted me to do it for me. I really believe that. She knew I wouldn't be happy being limited, being relegated. She knew I wanted to continue to make people talk, to tantalize, to surprise. But the part she wasn't mentioning, the part I'm not even sure she truly understood, was that she also wanted me to do it because she didn't want me to change. She wanted to be with a bombshell. Uh, she had said, go have a baby. But she had meant to add, just don't act like a mother. Fortunately and unfortunately for her, I had absolutely no intention of being told what to do or being manipulated into a single thing. And so she read the script, whatever. Um, and she liked it. So she tells Max she wants to do the part, only to find out that who is she going to co-star with but uh, Don Adler. Don Adler. <laughs> so she and Don meet up again, and Don is a completely different guy. And this was a really interesting scene because he's aged... His stardom has fallen. Um, he after he and Evelyn had that um, had broken up, he had he still had a fairly good run um, as a action star. But since then, for a couple of years now, he's been on the outs. Um, it's become known that he's an alcoholic and that he it's affecting his roles. But they meet and he's what like six months sober. And he is owning up to what he did in the past. Um, he mm-hmm. owned up to, and he um, apologized for it. And he was very sincere about it. And I love how Celia, it's like you said, she provided um, absolution absolution, but um, she did not forgive, if that makes sense, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. She said, like, we are never going to be friends, but we can 
be friendly. Be friendly, yeah. And he was okay with that. And um, it was lovely to see that growth in Don. Um, I do like that they did that. I mean, it's so hard to think of these abusers as changing because I think that's very, I think it's It's, very, I think it's a very dangerous thought to have of abusers changing. It's a hard, it's a depiction that I don't know if I like it or agree with Mm -hmm. it because it seems very cookie cutter of, Mm -hmm. of course he learns from uh, his mistakes and what he did was horrible. Of course he gets sober and he gets to apologize and he gets Mm -hmm. all these moments and I don't know if I like that just because Mm -hmm. like you said it is so dangerous and what does that say for so many abuse victims that don't get that moment (laughs) Hmm. and knowing what that did and made them do and knowing them as the people that they are now I did not know them as addicts but um we have like they've talked about their past and I would not have been their friend back then but Mm -hmm. knowing them as they are now like I know that I know that that change can happen Mm -hmm. and I think that's why Evelyn can't forgive him and I think that's why they can't be friends because she was part of that past life um and I think that's an important thing to get across your victims are under no obligation to forgive you just because you have grown, you have become better. That's not an obligation they have. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really just up to that abuser, that person who, if they are a better person, then to c- continue that growth and to not make those mistakes again, that like they still have the responsibility. Um, they mm-hmm. are, un- they are not, uh, they don't have their victims don't have an obligation to them. The abuser always holds the responsibility of what they will do, whether yes. it was what they did in the past or what they're going to do in the future. And that's kind of how I viewed it. And if you did, if you were a previous Don, I mean, if you did anything horrible, you can ask for forgiveness. It does not mean that you're entitled to mm-hmm. forgiveness. Exactly. Does not mean it does. I don't even think that you should have. You, it does not mean you should even have a right to ask for it, too. To ask for forgiveness is for you, because, you know, exactly. it's obviously not for the other person. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, so they do do the movie together, and Max wants them to do this really explicit sex scene where Evelyn is, it's really all about the female pleasure, and Evelyn agrees to do it, immediately she and, loves the idea well she, yeah it's not max has to kind of talk her, to her about it but she agrees to it but she doesn't wait to get to like to ask for celia's like to talk to celia about it and she already does it before she talks to celia like because max wants to do it like then and there doesn't she have a week it doesn't it take place a week and in that time I don't think Evelyn brings it up to Celia, but she thinks about it. Unless I'm wrong. But I could have sworn that's how it happened. Right. I'm not sure if it's like a week, but it is. It does take place after that conversation. She says, like, I'm in. And he's like, yay. And then she says, what I should have done was tell him I had to think about it. 
What I should have done was tell Celia about it the moment I got home. What I should have done was giving her, given her a say. I should have given her the opportunity to express any misgivings. I should have respected that while she, that while she had no place to tell me what I could and could not do with my body, I did have a responsibility to inquire about how my actions might affect her. I should have taken her out of, to dinner and told her what I wanted to do and explained why I wanted to do it. And I, to I agree. I agree. I think when you are in a committed, loving relationship... You need to talk about, um, because it was very explicit. Like, it was basically sex. Like, they didn't have sex, but it was basically just no penetration was what the scene was. I, this was yet another scene where Evelyn mm -hmm. should have communicated with Celia, which is something she struggled mm -hmm. with so many times in the relationship. I don't think that the line... I, you know, that phrase, I'd rather beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. I don't think it applies yeah, yeah. to major things yeah. like this in a relationship. <laughs> this is 100% yeah, something agreed. you do have to tell your partner about beforehand. And it's something that they both have to be okay with. Um, especially since she's not in a career where, um, where sex or even just um, depictions of sex are a commonplace mm -hmm. thing. You know what I mean? If she was a porn star, I'd get why Celia mm -hmm. would have had to, you know, on some level be aware yeah. of it. But she's not. She doesn't do these scenes. And even if it's not an actual sex scene, I can see why she would be uncomfortable with that. And on Don, top of it, yeah. with mm -hmm. Don Adler... An mm -hmm. ex-husband of Evelyn, who she even says is one of the few that she she had, was in love with. She um, had love, a yeah. love for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this wasn't this wasn't Rex North who, mm -hmm. just a publicity move, alone. Yeah, I am a hundred percent on Celia's side. Evelyn was uh, the bad guy here. Mm -hmm. Evelyn said so. When Evelyn finally does tell her, even after it's already been done. Celia's trying to be okay with it. Like, she's trying to be okay with it. Like, and uh, Evelyn's begging her to be. and But Celia's basically being like, I don't think I can just because, like, when you slept with Mick, it was rough for me. You even had to sleep with Harry. I don't know how many times. So you could have Connor. Like, I don't know if I could do it. And Evelyn makes a point of, like, yeah, but I'm not sleeping with Dawn. And, like, because it is fake. Like, but mm -hmm. Celia says, but you have slept with him. You have. When people watch the two of you on screen, they will be watching something the two of you have already done. Like, so they have had that intimacy before. This isn't just, um, I think if it... I think if it had just been some other actor, someone, you know what I mean? I think it being Don was really what caused Celia to struggle yes. with it. Um, yes. Knowing mm -hmm. what they've had before, knowing that this is something that has happened mm -hmm. between the two of them as people. So 100%. when Evelyn tells her it's like, so Celia does like say, I'm not okay with it. Like, please don't do it. Evelyn has to tell her I already did. And that, that was the camp that 
it, that's it what broke the camel's there. back. Celia left. I I understood this way more than I I understood this breakup a little more than the Mick Reba one. Um, and but and unlike the McReva one though, um, when she leaves, Evelyn goes after her. Like, and Evelyn begs her to take her back. Evelyn even says, like, I'm ready to come out. Like, we'll come out. Like, we won't hide. Like, I'm ready for that now. But Celia says it's not even that. It's, like, it's that miscommunication, like you said. Like, they had such issues communicating with each other. Even that late in the game, they had such issues with communicating and um Celia and her break up again and to the point where Celia divorces John and I think when she divorced John like that's when everyone knew like this was it because like she wasn't coming back I fully expected her to never show up again and there never to be any yeah same um, conclusion to the relationship i think when you said the straw that broke the camel's back i think that was such a good metaphor mm -hmm. for their relationship evelyn and celia's because it just seemed like evelyn would do these these major mm -hmm. betrayals and just throw them on celia but celia but I mean, wasn't I mean, perfect you either you can't put the blame fully yeah that's what i'm saying you can't place the blame fully on Evelyn because there was obviously there was a bit of um what's the word I can not innocence but just not a full understanding of what it meant for them well, if they were and to when found Celia, out and the sacrifices that Evelyn would yeah. make to but make Evelyn sure. said that when Celia but you know it's just that thing of no sorry I was gonna say but Evelyn said like it was during this period when they were all happy and together like Evelyn says like um, she and Monique are talking, and Evelyn, like, we're getting only Evelyn's side, and Evelyn's taking a lot of blame for it. I feel like if we had talked to Celia, we would also yeah. have gotten more of, like, the, what Celia did wrong, too. Because, like, like, Evelyn does mention, like, when, like, when Celia's mm -hmm. mad, she wants to hurt you. Like, and she would throw Evelyn's relationships with men, like, in Evelyn's face, like, when she would get mad. Like, when she, like... That quote that I brought up earlier yeah. um, to Celia, um, when she loved me as a lesbian, when she didn't, I was a straight woman. Like, I think she said that, like, during that, like, when they were talking about that period. So, Celia had her own issues, too. But, and, mis and that communication, you brought up how Celia didn't communicate enough about, and maybe any misgivings about the child or anything. Like, I, I think... Yeah. They both sucked at communicating their shit instead of yeah. holding it in and just being like, well, we'll see and, what happens. And so... I wondered, too, because, you know, Celia does throw it back in Evelyn's face about her sleeping with men, but how many times has she slept with men and then just, like, mm -hmm. sweep it under the rug? Which mm -hmm. one do you think comes first? Yeah. Which one's the chicken or the egg? Is it Evelyn just hiding it away like some sort of secret or is it Celia mm -hmm. throwing it in her face and part being it and having it be part of that um, mm -hmm. biphobia towards her sleeping with men? You know, which one is it? Um, ultimately, I think couples therapy would have really helped both of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Communication. If only they could. If only they could. <laughs> honest to God. If only they could have. 
honestly, in the modern sense, just mm-hmm. having that communication between the two of them because it was uh, a rocky relationship, and I'm surprised that they kept coming back to each other and it working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, but it would it would be in segments, right? Multiple times yeah. where something would happen from one of them, and it was just down the drain again. Yeah, but so obviously they still had that love for each other. Mm-hmm. It, it kept them going. It kept them coming back. So Celia loved throughout the book. It's like sprinkled with like these big headlines. One of the headlines after Celia left was Celia St. James and Joan Marker, best of friends. So she, um, obviously Celia quote unquote moved on. Um, Harry and Evelyn were continuing to live like they were, um, they were raising Connor. Um, and then John dies. Mm -hmm. John dies, and that absolutely breaks Harry. Evelyn has to work hard to try and keep Harry alive, and that, like, he's starting to drink more, and then he won't get out of bed. And I think she expects, like, that's really just what's going to be their life from then on. And then Max Gerard comes back in the picture... He and Evelyn do another movie, I think, um, called All of Us, All for Us. I think this is what finally wins Evelyn the um, Academy Award, too. Um, She's been nominated a few times, but even that scene, even that movie she did with Don Adler, even though it was a big hit, even though everyone praised it, I loved how they talked about um, Don got the Academy Award. But she couldn't, she as a woman couldn't be rewarded for doing what she did, even though everyone loved it. I loved that they talked about that. She, uh, I wish I highlighted the part where she said that even though half of America is probably screwing each other to that movie, wanting to replicate that scene, Mm -hmm. uh, they still can't, they can't give her the praise for it. But, but Dawn can. Mm-hmm. So she and um, Max get together. They're making this movie. And Max finally is like, leave Harry for me. Like, I love you. I want to be with you. And he writes her this note and leaves it with her. And I love how she shows the note to Harry. Like, and she shows the note to Harry. And Harry's like, I think you should do it. Like, I think you should do it. Because he knows that she Especially still deserves it. Especially because at that it. point, Celia's husband, or John, had died, which was Harry's lover. Mm-hmm. And they were both, he was still living in John's apartment, and Evelyn was in her own apartment, or yeah. Celia's, I don't remember how it worked. But they were living apart, and it was a little bit obvious that they weren't living together, they were just kind of visiting each other Mm -hmm. but mainly because of the kid too Mm -hmm. so it didn't there was no necessity for them still to be married yeah and harry was just kind of like well do what you gotta do yeah well and and even though they were soulmates and i still think i still think they could have been together and happy harry was like you deserve to be with someone like you love love like someone who you can have sex with go to bed with at night wake up to in the morning like he wanted that for her he didn't think he would have it ever again but he told her like she still could and he wanted her to 
And Evelyn truly believed she could have that with Max. She really did. Max, Max really made her believe that. And I was going to say, I think if it was anyone else but Max or uh, a love not like Max's, like mm-hmm. just one like Rex's or Mix, mm-hmm. I don't think Evelyn would have divorced Harry for them. But because she thought mm-hmm. she had a chance of what she had with Dawn um, or what before they got married, that that passionate love. I think mm-hmm. that's why she went for it, too. Yeah. Well, I don't think she would have done that for just anyone. Yeah. And Max any kind of really... Love. Max really, really acted like he loved her. And he loved her, but not in that way, as we'll find out. But, like... I think his love was very apparent for what it was. I think mm -hmm. Evelyn was just very in love with the idea of someone being in love with her. Exactly. Because it was very... Yeah, he was... From the get-go. He was very in love with the Celia. Like, with the Evelyn Hugo. Like, he wasn't in love with Evelyn... Carrera, just Evelyn. He was in love with Evelyn Hugo. When was it? Like, it was, like, the day after their honeymoon. Like, it was, like, the day after the wedding night. Where is it? Oh, are you talking about that line where she's like, oh, that one actress or that one no, okay, so says, they go to sleep with Julia and they wake up with just me. No, not even. You know what I'm talking about? He what page no, are so you I'm on, on page I'm on page two ninety eight. Um they they get married and they're in this cabin and they kiss, they make love. We went to sleep with Max creatively me. I could feel his heartbeat against my back. And she was before that she was talking about how everything felt peaceful, there was nothing to prove or hide. Like she was just content. But then, the, but the next morning when I woke up and my hair was out of place and my breath smelled, I looked over at him, expecting to see a smile on his face. Instead, he looked stoic, as if he had been staring at the ceiling for hours. He wanted to, he was, he wanted the whole going outside with Evelyn Hugo and getting attention because of Evelyn Hugo. Um, he loved that. And so they go, they leave their honeymoon early so they can restart their life and he can show her off. And they go on a plane. Um, It says, just before we landed, a man flying in coach came up to first class to use the bathroom and did a double take when he saw me. When he was gone, Max turned to me smiling and he said, do you think all these people are going to go home and tell everyone they were on a flight with Evelyn Hugo? The moment he was done saying it, my heart had completely torn in half. Yeah. Ugh, that was a that was a kicker. Um, in between that, she says the line, "I smiled, but all I could think about was Rita Hayworth's famous line: "Men go to bed with Gilda, but wake up with me." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just, I mean, from the beginning, when he would say that she was his muse, that he, she was the inspiration. Mm-hmm. And all these other very beautiful but dehumanizing mm-hmm. in some sense ways. Or just 
It would depersonalize her. She was an abstract to him. Mm -hmm. I never saw him as in love with her. I saw him as in love with the idea of her. But when she realized it, it was heartbreaking. Because she didn't see it. No. She didn't see it that way. And if she had from the beginning, I don't think it would have been as heartbreaking for her because she thought he was in love with her. With Max, I thought that something might change, something might click, something might, something might make him see me as I truly was and love me for it. I thought maybe I could love the real him enough that he'd start loving the real me. I thought I could finally have a meaningful marriage with someone, but that never happened. Instead, Max paraded me around town like the trophy I was. Everyone wanted Evelyn Hugo, and Evelyn Hugo wanted him. That girl and Bhutan Train mesmerized everybody, even the man who created her. And I didn't know how to tell him that I loved her too, but I wasn't her. That was so good. So good. So many lines in here. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Um, and sh- so that shitty marriage is con- happening. Celia won a award and she makes a reference to Evelyn in her speech, which um, convinces Evelyn to finally reach out to her through mail. And they start writing to each other and they're writing these letters and they're beautiful and they agree to meet up. And Evelyn's leaving to meet up with Celia and fucking Max finds the letters and he fucking, oh my God. His I he turns from <clears throat> just someone who was not a dick. He wasn't an asshole before, but he was just he was a dick actually because he he got married just because he loved mm-hmm. the idea of a woman. Actually, he did objectify her mm-hmm. very much. Um, he calls her a dyke. He was like a, he, and then just completely becomes mm-hmm. a blackmailing asshole. Well, because. It would be one thing if she was cheating on him with a man. The fact that she was quote unquote cheating on him, which she wasn't. Like, well, I guess she was like romantically, but the fact that it was with a woman, like that doesn't that doesn't compute with his image of Evelyn. Yeah, and that turned his him cruel. image of a sex mm-hmm. idol, and that turned him so cruel. And I love how Evelyn, like, he was blackmailing her. He had her letters. And Evelyn was like, fuck you. I don't care. And she left, which is something that Evelyn never would have done before. I think it speaks to, especially because at that point, she's a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And also, she's been through this before. Mm -hmm. She's been used. She's used others. I think she's also just sick of the Hollywood game. Mm -hmm. And so she and Celia meet up. We find out Celia is dying. They decide to live out the rest of their lives together. Um, Celia's being the shorter of that. And I love how Celia became Evelyn. That, like, Celia came up with the plan. And she said, this is what we're going to do. She had um, Evelyn have a pretend affair with uh, one of Celia's friends who would help her out. So um, when he was blackmailing her and calling her a lesbian, like it would seem like he was just a um, a spiteful ex-husband. And then she had Evelyn marry her um, older brother, Celia's older brother, Robert, right? 
Robert Jameson. Yeah. Um, and that was because Celia's estate would go to um, Robert, but she wanted Evelyn to have the estate. So um, that's why they did that. And I loved her relationship with Robert, too, because I love how he became a dad to Connor, who um, had been had who had been having such yes. a hard time without yes. Harry. And oh. I love how um, he became that father to her. Celia and Evelyn were going to, they wanted, they wanted to move to Europe, but they had to get Harry on board because of Connor. And Harry was not wanting to move. Um, which was really surprising to me mm-hmm. um, at first. I don't, I think I accepted it because he said he's mm. still doing well with his career yeah. and to take himself out of it. He was like, uh, like, I've still got something going here. Whereas it seems that Evelyn was in a point where she wanted to kind mm. of semi-retire, I guess. I don't know if that if she used that word at all, but she was kind of. Mm-hmm. Wanting to get out of the spotlight. Yeah. Harry's job as a... Give up a little on that. Yeah. Or just well, close he, and, one chapter of her life. Because she didn't need to act anymore. And I think she she didn't want to act anymore. She wanted to spend her life with Celia. Um, whereas Harry... Harry's job as a producer, like, there's really no time on that. where Like it is with a lot of actors. There's no... I mean, once you get older, like, you're oh, kind of yeah. screwed. Um, like, Evelyn Evelyn was like, I'm, she's not there getting the was... roles she wanted. She was getting the roles of the mother of the roles she wanted. Um, and so yeah. Harry's trying to, Harry went up to Evelyn, and he's trying to convince her to do what they did before with John, which was he wanted Celia to marry the man that, Harry had actually just fallen in love with and they could just do what they had done back in New York only this time in Los Angeles Evelyn didn't but Evelyn and Celia were really just tired of hiding um but Evelyn agreed to meet the man and they went out to dinner and on the ride back Evelyn finds poor Harry's car pretty much totaled and she pulls she and her driver pull Harry out of the car, and his lover was already dead in the car. And back then, like they, he could not be found with his lover. Like not only was he the one driving, like Harry was still alive, so she has some hope that he would still live. And she did not want him to be um, in trouble for driving drunk and having mm-hmm. killed this man. Who he? I mean, how would he explain who this guy was, too? Yeah, the scandal of mm-hmm. who was this so, man in um, the car with you. They. So Evelyn makes a decision in to the, mm-hmm. put the guy in the driver's seat and mm-hmm. just have it pass off as a drunk driving incident. What happened to Harry? Unrelated yeah. to they, who they bring Harry, to the hospital who and dies ultimately. Ultimately passes away, and it's um I think released to the press as a brain aneurysm. I for- I forget. Yeah. I just know it was it was heartbreaking. Um, her driver, <laughs> her driver was like freaking the fuck out, and Evans like calm the fuck down and call me in the morning. 
<laughs> like she knew like she's like think about what you want from me yeah here's, here's 40 bucks for a cab and, <laughs> and so he um so when he calls her the next morning he's like i want you to make me famous and she agrees. She has Don put him in the next movie. He ch- like he changes his name because like we know him as Nick, but he changed his name, and um he becomes famous. And I love how Evelyn was like, you know, I think he would have become famous even without me, but whatever. This is what the world is like. And um, yeah, you're in the right place at the right yeah. time. <laughs> so. As tragic as Harry's death is, um, he's also no longer an obstacle for uh, for Evelyn to move. So they move to Spain. How quaint. I know, right? It's How quaint. Really, it's really sad. Um, so they, Evelyn and uh, Celia move to Spain. They, they don't hide anymore. They're kind of, like, no one knows who they, they are. They get married. Yeah, they get married. They marry themselves in bed. Um, <laughs> she becomes the first wife of Evelyn Hugo and the last. Yeah. And they have a beautiful life together for, like, what, five? Maybe a little bit longer years? It's for a couple of years. And then Celia okay. dies. Passes away in her arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um... And then that she and Robert move back oh, to New York then... to be close to Connor. Um, and then Robert dies. And then Connor gets breast cancer. Ultimately gets breast cancer. And she dies. So everyone Evelyn has loved is dead. And so that's why she decides and to... And um, she pulls out the little letter. Well, mm, hold on. This is why she decides what happened? to... What? do the biography and this whole time that they've been doing this um this like Evelyn's been talking to Monique about her story Monique has been wondering like why did you choose me why are you doing this why me and Evelyn's like you will know when it's time to know and then yes she pulls at the end she's told um her everything the last thing to do is just the cover shoot for Vivant, who's going to get like a small like snippet of the book. And so Evelyn gives Monique a letter and she tells Monique um, the man that Harry loved was a black man. And Monique was half black, half white, and her father had died when she was young. And drunk driving. Mm-hmm, he was drunk driving. In an accident. Evelyn gives Monique a letter that she says she pulled from Harry's pocket after the crash, and it was the letter that his lover had given him. And the letter was basically telling him, I'm not going to leave my wife. I love her. It may not be the way I love you. But we have a beautiful relationship, and I'm not going to leave my daughter. I know that the best thing for my daughter is for us to be together. And so I'm sorry, but I I want you, you should go to Europe with Evelyn. Because I will not leave my wife. And we find out that Monique's father was Harry's lover. And that... And he did not mm-hmm. cause a drunk driving incident. He was passenger to an accident yeah 
And so Monique really has to grapple with this. She has to grapple with not only that her father was someone, um, was more than what she thought, because I'm not going to say he wasn't who he, she thought he was, because he was who she thought he was. Like, he did love her mom, um, but there was more to him, and he did love Harry. Um, but he loved her more. And, and Evelyn said, like, this is, I think you, I thought you should know this because you should know how much your father loved you. Yeah. Um, and she really gets these, um, conflicting feelings about Evelyn because I'm, for right, the right reason, I mean, Evelyn made choices that affected Monique and, yeah. um, we find out that Evelyn is dying of breast cancer. So the thing that made her famous is killing her, is how Monique put it. Um, and after the photo shoot the next day, when they're saying goodbye, like, Monique realizes that, like, Evelyn's saying, like, goodbye, goodbye. Like, she is going to kill herself before um, the cancer takes her. And that's when Monique also realizes that I'm... Yes, Evelyn wanted her to, like, she, Evelyn may have thought that she, like, she needed to help her because of what she did, but the other reason she wanted Monique to be the one to do a biography is that before Evelyn had written, written an article about, like, assisted suicide, like, oh, the right so, to, the yeah. right to die, like, the right to choose, like, when you are sick or, you know what I mean? Um, and so she mm -hmm. believed Monique would be um, understanding of her choice, even though Evelyn never tells Monique that she's going to do it. Um, but Monique does, um, not Monique, Evelyn overdoses on drugs. Uh, it's ruled accidental, but we know the truth. And Monique writes her book, and she's going to name the book The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Um, but she does write an article about how Evelyn was bisexual and she had a wife. And it was beautiful. And the least interesting thing about her was her was, and Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was the book and I, I fucking love this book. Talking about it makes me want to reread it. This is the longest episode we've had. Like this is probably <laughs> uh, over two hours and I apologize to our reader, but I don't know how we could have cut this down because there was so much to talk about. There was, there was, st there's still several topics that the book talked about <laughs> that I would have loved for us to I have know. touched on, but there's just so many, and they're just so good. Okay, well, this has been book talking about the best book um, ever. Uh, you'll see our socials in the description, so you can go and follow us. Please rate us five stars if you haven't, wherever you're listening, or a thumbs up, whatever it may be. And yeah, this has been Bookhorde Pod. Bye bye. Until next time, au revoir. <laughs>